0: Hello lovers, this holiday mini-sode is brought to you by my new book, F the Fairy Tale. The book is available for pre-order right now. And there are perks if you get it before the rush. Oh, there are perks, honey. If you get the book at your favorite bookseller now, you can submit your receipt and enter to win a chance to see the Drew Barrymore Show live and in person in New York City. You'll get a shopping spree with Democracy Clothing, a $500 travel voucher from New Leaf Literary, or an OkCupid Premium Membership. But hurry, the giveaway ends on January 2nd, the same day the book drops. You can find out more at damonahoffman.com giveaway. And if you don't have a favorite bookseller yet, may I suggest Tertulia? Tertulia is a new curated online bookstore. And get this, y'all, they are giving a 20% discount to listeners of Dates and Mates. Just use the code DATING, D A T I N G, at checkout. And you can even get 50% off and free shipping if you sign up for a free trial of their membership. That's tertulia.com. Look for the link in the show notes.
1: Does this mean it's over? Does this mean he likes me? Are butterflies good? Am I ever going to meet someone? I'm tired of swiping. Am, Am I, I normal? normal so not only did I need to find someone who wanted what I wanted, but also someone who wanted it on that timeline.
0: You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Welcome, lovers, and happy holidays. I am so happy to have some new listeners joining me today, coming from Excuse My Grandma, the Angry Therapist, lovers and friends, and more. Y'all have great podcast tastes (laughs) and great Instagram taste. Anyway, we have a little holiday treat for you today. It's a special mini-sode of Dates and Mates. I hope Santa brought you everything you asked for this year, but if you found yourself hoping for a little more, or a little love perhaps, then don't worry. I am bringing you a story today to inspire you to continue your search and to embrace the journey. A very special guest will be joining us today to share her love story and how Dates and Mates was actually a part of it. And at the end of today's episode, I will give you some quick, useful advice on how to make a New Year's resolution for love that will actually come true for you. So without further ado, let me introduce you with big smooches to my guest, Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Damona? Wonderful. So it's been a while since we've seen each other. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how many years and I'm wondering if it's maybe in the neighborhood of 25. <laughs> Have we even seen each other as adults? No, I don't <laughs> think so.
1: Probably more than that. I think when I was a young child.
0: Okay, I think we should give everybody uh, the the official backstory. So your dad and my dad our best friends. I think your dad, wasn't your dad my parents' uh, best man at their wedding? I think so. Yeah, they were college roommates. And so they go way, way back. Yes. So we've been connected for a long time uh, through them and through Facebook. And you wrote to me a couple of years ago and you said you've been listening to Dates and Mates, right?
1: Yep. I was dating at the time and in between relationships and trying to sort my life out.
0: Trying to sort your life
1: out. And uh, picked up a lot of good tips from your from your podcast.
0: Like what stood out to you? Were there any episodes or was there any particular advice that you applied in your dating life from that point on?
1: There were definitely a few things. One was related to communication, getting off the app as soon as possible. I really tried to focus on not having text be the main mode of communication, trying to get a guy to call me. Um, so that we could really build our communication that way. And then your episode where you talked about compatibility and you talked about shared goals and values being more important than things like mutual interests. But I remember the shared goals and values that really registered with me and making sure that I was identifying those as early on as possible in dating.
0: What else have you learned from listening to Dates and Mates?
1: I've learned that what someone does or how much money they make is generally less important than how they treat you and what their values and goals are. And as a professional woman, I decided for myself that I need a partner who's supportive. He may be someone who makes less than I do. I don't need him for financial support. I need him to be a provider in the sense that he's managing the household so that I can come home and have some of that support. And a stay-at-home dad was something that uh, had great appeal to me. So the The partner that I ended up with is in the trades and doesn't have much formal education beyond community college where I I have a master's degree. And there were questions from people who thought that, you know, how compatible was that? For me, the most important things were how he regards me, how he treats me, how he supports me, and what he can offer as a complement to a, a family unit. I didn't want someone who would be working more hours than I work, unavailable when I might need him, when my career might be demanding, I wanted someone who would be available in the home. And, and the partner I have now, he is committed to raising kids, is planning to be a stay-at-home dad. And I love that because that allows me to have my career and be a mom um, and not feel like I have
0: to do it all on my own. This is music to my ears because it's it's actually a part of my new book, "F the Fairy Tale," because I found that that was so pivotal for so many of my clients to focus on instead of, as you said, just interest or, you know, that chemistry feeling that we get when we see someone attractive for the first time—that love at first sight—that we're chasing. If we instead focus on the what I call four pillars of long-term compatibility. The first two of which are common goals for the future, shared values, and the other two are communication and trust. And the communication and trust, that really comes in a little bit later as you are moving through forming a relationship and figuring out if somebody is going to be your person or if someone's going to be a person But those things can't be revealed to you at the beginning phase of dating. But I do find that if we start with the goals, a lot of people do have clarity on their goals when they're dating. And then sometimes we don't want to hear it. And if you clarify your values, it's a lot easier to spot them when they're out in the world. So fast forward us, Robin, to we're now two years from you sending that first DM to me. Where are you now, and how have you evolved in your relationship journey?
1: I've been with my current partner for over two years now. Um, During the first year, we spent a lot of time discussing our shared goals and values about having children, having a family, and uh, it took a while to gauge whether we were both ready for children, but we did end up deciding to start a family, and now we have a a happy, healthy four-month-old baby boy. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. We bought a house together. We moved in about seven months ago. So so now we have our family. And uh, and that was something that I had really emphasized when I was dating and in profiles that that was something most important to me.
0: You know, sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, I'm like, it's a little bit in a vacuum. <laughs> I'm sitting here by myself with producer Lindsay across the miles in the the virtual studio. And, you know, it's it's so helpful to me to hear how these specific pieces of advice land for people and how they're able to apply them and actually see the changes happen in their dating and relationship life. I just want to also bring people in. Before we started the recording, you mentioned that you're 39 now and you just had your baby 4 months ago and you you said, you know, we I finally finally became a mom. Were you thinking at 37, when you were starting to date in a different way, were you thinking that this was no longer possible for you? Talk me through how that shifted for you. Yeah, it's
1: it's something that was so challenging for me to navigate, feeling that I wanted to have a child within a relationship, but having to be comfortable with the idea that I might need to do it on my own if I wasn't finding the right person on the right timeline, and being okay with that. And when I was 37, I did decide to freeze my eggs. I investigated that and I decided to go ahead and have that sort of as an insurance policy, um, hoping that I would never need it, that I would find someone and be able to get into that relationship and, and start a family naturally, which is what ended up happening. But I had to really be clear about, I want to find someone who not only wants the kids and family, but can understand That I am a bit older and that my timeline may be a bit accelerated, that we don't have five years to date and be together before having children. And uh, so not only did I need to find someone who wanted what I wanted, but also someone who wanted it on that particular timeline. And I had come out of a relationship where the person I was with for a year and a half had said he wanted marriage and children. And then eventually, as we proceeded in our relationship, decided that it wasn't actually what he wanted, which was really an upset for me and felt almost like a betrayal in a way. So it just reinforced to me, I had to be very clear that the person I met was certain of what he wanted. And and that's what ended up happening. But I had to navigate how to vet that because in the dating process, there are some people who may be turned off by someone who's too forward about what they want. And I had to navigate that. Do I put that in my profile? Do I put that in messaging right up front? And I did.
0: And how did he respond?
1: He responded in a positive way. He said that he did want the same. And I I would try to be a little delicate in these conversations about not being too forward or pressuring someone too much about timeline. I think a lot of guys hate the word timeline, but there were guys I would message that they would be a little ambivalent about what they wanted or they were unsure. And to me, that was sort of a red flag or maybe a red flag isn't the word, but that told me that they may not be worth my time, that I really need to prioritize people who can clearly voice that they share uh, my goals.
0: Yeah, it's a misalignment. And it's amazing when you are so clear in your goals and values, how quickly you can spot that misalignment. Because if we go in from an ambiguous place then a lot of times we get that ambiguity back and then we have to sort of backpedal into getting to shared goals and shared values when they weren't necessarily aligned in the first place. So I'm glad that you were able to walk that line of confidently and clearly expressing what you want and then seeing how that idea that, you know, a guy's going to be scared off if you say what you really want is really It's a story, it's a narrative that we've come to believe, but it sounds like in your experience and certainly in mine and in the experience of so many of my clients and listeners, it's not true if you're with the right person.
1: Right, and after the the breakup that I had had, which was in 2020, after the first few months of the pandemic, the breakup was devastating for me. I thought that I was with my person. And I told myself there are three things I want to be sure of before I start dating again. I want to let enough time elapse that I do the work. That one, I learn about who I am and I'm clear on who I am. Two, that I know what I want. And so I made a list of the different things I was looking for in a partner. And then three, that I had learned whatever lessons I needed to learn, why that relationship had come into my life and what were the takeaways. And once I had sorted some of those things out, then I would feel okay with starting the dating process again. And so it it was about six months or so before I felt like I had done that work and I was ready to uh, to go on a dating app again.
0: So you met your current partner on a dating app?
1: I met him on Bumble. Ah.
0: And how soon after you matched did you meet in person?
1: Um, it was, I believe it was about a week or so until the first date.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. So, okay, again, you're following the dates and mates
1: rules. We exchanged a handful of messages and then we... Once we identified that there seemed to be some chemistry, decided to go ahead and meet up. And so I, I think I'll have to confirm with him. I think it was about a week or so later.
0: Yeah. It tends to be about a week or so later, which is why when people are like, what's the timeline? And I'm like, if you don't want to be stuck in the texting trap, one week from the time you matched to the time that you moved to the next phase, be it a phone call, video chat, or first date. So how long into dating, Robin, did it feel... Different? Did it feel like this is somebody that I can actually build a future with?
1: Well, the first couple of months, he seemed a little ambivalent about whether he wanted a relationship or not. And there was a point where I backed off and I said, Look, if you're not ready, you know, I'm going to keep looking. Call me when you're ready. Um, and so a week or two after that, we did end up getting a bit more serious um, after we both took some space. And uh, and then he really showed a higher level of commitment. So I would say about three months or so after we started dating that we, we were exclusive.
0: This is all adding up. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> you're giving really clear guidance for our listeners on how when you follow the steps and when you have the clarity yourself and you've done the work, as you were saying, how quickly it can realign for you. Because I think sometimes there's this feeling of just like, oh, I've been doing this this way forever, and it's just gonna be like this forever. But when you change the variables, namely what you are bringing to the table, how you're thinking about dating, how you're approaching dating, things can fall into place very quickly. The other thing I I really wanna highlight about your story is that it's kind of a non-traditional romance, right? I mean, you met online, you already had your eggs frozen, you have a child together, you're living together. Is marriage at all in the conversation for you?
1: It's been in the conversation. It's something we've discussed. And we had decided that it wasn't the most important thing for either of us right now that we felt pretty secure in our relationship and felt that we could have a family without needing to have the legal aspect of it and didn't feel that our families are so traditional that they would expect it. And so we wanted to focus on other milestones, like having a house and, and having a child and trying to plan a large wedding for his family is particularly large. It just seemed like such a an ordeal to undertake um, that that wasn't really our focus. And we may get married in the future. and um, If we don't, I, I feel that our love is still rich, regardless of whether we have that status or not.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your dates and mates success story, Robin. And thank you to all of you for spending your holiday week with me. Before we go, I know New Year's resolutions for love are one of the top five resolutions going into the new year. I know what it's like. You come back from the holidays. Your parents are asking you, why haven't you found someone special? And you're thinking about what do I want in the new year and Valentine's Day is coming and you're feeling this inspo to do something differently in the new year in love. And I want that for you. I totally want that for you, but I want it to be successful. So let me give you three quick tips to help your new year's resolution in love come true. Number one, write it down. Like literally record, write down what you visualize. So many times our new year's resolutions don't come true because we don't clarify or memorialize it for ourselves. I want you to be able to write it down. I want you to look at it every day and that will be your North Star in dating as we go into the new year. Number two, tell a friend. Resolutions are more effective when you engage your community. So if you need to get a cheerleader on board to make sure that you are going to show up for dating differently in 2024, make sure you put them on alert right now. And number three, get a roadmap to follow. There are so many People who have done this before you. There are so many best practices and tips and tools and techniques that can help shortcut this and make it less stressful and frustrating for you. So take advantage of that. Of course, I give you a roadmap in F the fairy tale. Actually, Drew Barrymore calls it Hope with a Roadmap, but no big deal. I just wrote this book to help demystify the process of finding love today. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or even just hopeful about the new year and excited to approach dating differently, I got you covered. When you pre-order your book, don't forget to check out Tertulia and the code DATING for 20% off. And if you pre-order, you could be the big winner for the grand giveaway prize at demonahoffmancom slash giveaway. I hope you enjoyed episode 489 of Dates and Maids. You know the DMs are always open. I love hearing your questions. I love answering them in Dear Demona episodes and segments. So hit me up on TikTok, X, Facebook, and Instagram at Demona Hoffman. And the phone lines are always open. Text me, call me, leave me a voicemail, 424-246-6255. We'll be back again next Tuesday with a special F the Fairy Tale Masterclass all about deconstructing the dating myths, and telling you how you can overcome them to write your own love story. Actually, you know what? Here's a good idea. Pre-order your copy of F the Fairy Tale* today, and then you can follow along when you listen to the masterclass next week, and you can be like, mm, now I know what I need to pay attention to when I read the full book. F the Fairytale is available in hardcover, ebook, and even audiobook format. They're all available on January 2nd. Until then, I wish you Happy New Year, and as always, happy dating.